Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again with an early rising show of coffee and crypto. It is New Money Matrix Mondays. What's going on, family? What's going on? We had our dip early, right? Usually Monday is Bloody Mondays, and it seems like we had our dip early, don't it? Don't it seem like that, that dip came a little early? Now we back up, what, 7,400 damn near? We went down to 6,800. I don't know if anybody caught that yesterday. Went down, what, 6,880 if I'm not mistaken? We went, we went down yesterday. Let's, uh, let's take a look real quick. Let's take a look at the charts. How we doing out there, everyone? Um, streaming live right now, YouTube, Facebook, recording New Money Matrix podcast. Let me see. How's everybody doing out there today? I'm going to come through and I'm going to give everybody a salute in one second. Let me get these charts up real quick. We just got a couple of stories coming through. Um, definitely got to co cover this story right here as it relates to decentralized finance. They're saying from crypto winner to DeFi, a year lost to opportunity. What is the opportunity? They're speaking about the decentralized finance here. So definitely going to get into this story brought to us by Coindesk. Um, Binance plans to reopen the withdrawals and deposits tomorrow. So we're going to see what's going on with them also. Uh, we got a story coming from CNBC. I don't know why my computer been running so slow like this. Let me close down some of these other. Let me close down this Brave browser. Let me close down this Opera. Let me close some of these other uh, browsers down real quick. Dow futures point to 500 point drop after the open. At the open after China retaliates with tariff hikes. Yeah, if I don't know if anybody's in the uh, stocks, man, but they, man, they going to war over there right now. It's kind of ugly. Um. Let's see, did everything else close up? There we go, that's gone. Let's go over here to these charts. I mean, not looking too bad out here as far as the pictograph goes. Where's coin 368? There we go. Let's take a look at Bitcoin real quick. Let's go back and take a look at the drop that we had last night, which was definitely an open invitation for any and everybody to get in on it. Um, we just cracked 7410. Yeah, we taking off, family. We going off right now. So uh, let me see. Give me one second. I'm actually over here trying to uh, get me a couple of positions in real quick. There we go. Now we're looking over here. Let me see who all we got checking in with us. What's going on, uh, Yusuf L. Bay? Um, Chris Thomas, peace, peace, peace. Uh, who is that? Druk, Drukba Kunli, uh, Sekmet Nunet, peace, peace, Grand Rising, everybody, how we doing over there on the, uh, YouTube side of things, let me see who I got tuning in over here on the Facebook world, go ahead and give my introductions real quick, Grand Rising, who we got, uh, Brother Mayweather, Brother Carter, Brother Gerard, Brother Cruz, Brother Eric, uh, Miss L, peace, Brother Parks, Grand Rising, uh, Brother Cardona's, uh, Brother Lawrence, Brother Wheeler, Miss Erica, Miss Aisha, Miss Kendria, Miss Natasha, Brother Jamar, Brother Tim, Grand Rising, everybody that's tuning in right now, New Money Matrix, Coffee and Crypto with the Bitcoin Block Bully family, how we feeling out there? Um, historical rises over the last couple of weeks, shit, days, um, we've seen Bitcoin do, let's take a look at Bitcoin real quick, let's see, let's see exactly what Bitcoin's actually done for us out here, let's see. I mean, look at this. When's the last time we've seen Bitcoin charts look like this? This was roughly $4,000. This is April 1st. I told y'all my birthday usually comes in with a bang. This is that first indicator. And then from there, it's been nothing but straight up uptrend. Nothing but straight upside from there, family. So, um, and not too long ago, I think an individual went on my Instagram and posted. It was a young lady that was looking for information. And this is one reason we got to be real careful who we take advice from, family. It was an a, a individual, and I think we were trading around 5000 maybe 5500 at the time. Um, a queen that came on my page asking, you know, she's like, I don't know anything about cryptocurrency. How do I learn about the Bitcoin thing? 
and somebody I don't even know who he was came on my page and, and stated that oh if you did if it's too late to get in Bitcoin, anything you spend on Bitcoin right now is a for sure loss. Hmm. Anything you spend on Bitcoin right now is a for sure loss. Hmm. I don't see it. I don't see it, family. So needless to say, man, you got to be real careful who you get your information from out here. You don't want to just get it from any Tom, Dick, and Harry. Um, right now, it seems like we're blasting off, getting up to another run. So our Bloody Mondays is coming to a uh, New Money Matrix Monday, whereas we're seeing exponential growth come into the market. Let's see real quick. In fact, let's see exactly what our, mar our market cap is. I think we left off at what? 200, 200 billion, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see where we're at today. Let's just say we were at 200 even. I know we were at 180, 190. We cracked the 200 billion mark. We might have been 210. Let's see where we're at today. 218 billion right now, family, with a 30 billion dollar 24-hour volume. BTC dominance at 59.52% as of right now. Let's go ahead and get on with these stories real quick. First story coming in from uh in fact, hold on. Let me um let me do something here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Because I want to sort of watch these charts also. Where are we at right now? XRP's looking good. Okay. Perfect. 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 We, we just cracked. We cracked at 74 right now. Alright, Bitcoin Cash, hey, during this run, I'm going to tell y'all, Bitcoin Cash should not be slept on, Bitcoin Cash ABC should not be slept on, hell, Bitcoin Cash SV, you may be able to get a nice couple of dollars, but definitely Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Cash ABC as they, as they follow each other. Um, first story coming from CNBC, also let me put this out there right now, family, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not a financial advisor, I cannot give you financial advice, I'm not a tax advisor, I'm not a tax advisor, I cannot give you any type of tax advice, um, this is just for entertainment purposes only, I'm just a guy kicking the shits with you for about an hour, about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, blockchain, this shit is for shits and giggles, that's about it, family, don't take any of this serious, um, definitely don't make any moves based off anything that I say, do your own due diligence, research, and um, make strategic moves. So first story, Bitcoin climbs back above 7,000 and is up 90%. I'm going to say that again. Up 90% year to date. Bitcoin climbed close to 7,600 on Sunday, according to industry website Coindesk. The world's most valuable cryptocurrency is now up nearly 90% since the start of the year. 90% returns. I'm going to say that again. 90% returns since the beginning of the year. What business... Have you invested in since the beginning of this year that's brought you back a 90% return so far? These are some of the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we are talking about investment um, vehicles, instruments, you know, as far as which ones are the best routes to go. You know, you still have a, a number of individuals that are actually still scared of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, just to be honest. You know, so one reason that I go live and try to share this information is to try to take some of that... Um, that misinformation, miseducation, and some of that fear, uncertainty, and doubt away from the space and try to smooth things out so you can see a clearer plate. Um, let me see. The virtual currency closed. Blah, 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 blah. It since part gains, but it's still holding above the 7,000 level, which it dipped down to 68 last night. That man, one hell of a. Let me show y'all. This is an hour chart. This is last night, 6,800. These are the type of returns this thing is giving you. Oh, hold on. Let's see what that would have been if anybody would have caught this. Damn at eight percent with Bitcoin, that's huge. That's from sixty-eight hundred to where we're back at right now, seventy. And I bet a lot of people seen when they seen this, they're like, "Oh no, it's going crash. It's down. It's down. It's going back to five thousand, eighteen hundred. All that hyperwave stuff." But nah, we recovered fairly nicely. In fact, let's see, man, what bottom will we use? Let's say we use our bottom right here, right? Let's pull our fib out, and let's see exactly what we uh, connected with. What are we going to see here? Maybe the uh, 618? Ha. Hey, look. Yep. Almost a perfect, perfect. It is perfect. It's not even to say almost. From uh, 
Previous swing low of t- May, the 10th of May to previous swing high of the 13th. Um, we see a, 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 a very, very clear, I mean, almost signature move, 68, 61.8% of the way. A recovery just above the 3.8. Come back down to retest your 50, and then you got lift off and ignition. Right now, your 2.36 is 72.70. Um, man, this is beautiful. So I'm telling y'all, y'all got to learn how to read these charts. Y'all got to learn how to read these charts. You could have easily set up buy. Well, depending on when you looked at it and set your fibs, buy, 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 profit, profit, profit. It, it don't matter if you, even if you, you would have started buying in at the 236 and bought all the way down to the 618, you'd be in profit in every single one of your uh, fishing orders. That's what I call fishing, you know, as I try to pick orders up as, a, as it goes down. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's a number of you that use this. Um, exact strategy as I've shared it with a couple of you. I'm hoping we have. I'm hoping we did. So, um, goes on to state, Bitcoin has been building momentum, says Matty Greenspan, senior market analyst at social trading firm eToro. He told CNBC via telephone, ever since the mid-December lows were actually doubled in price. According to Greenspan, the digital currency could soar because Bitcoin is still only in the early part of its cycle. That's what a lot of individuals really don't get about this space. We are just starting off. Haven't been anywhere yet. Haven't done anything yet. Um, to the layman, it may seem like you're late, like it's over with. The pump came. We hit twenty thousand. We're never going back again. I don't really agree with that. Um, let me see. If we tend to let me put this on a weekly real quick. This is on Bitstamp. Um, let me see. Let's get rid of the EMA fibs. Let's add in our FIB cycles. What are we cracking through right now? Let me see. Put this on the daily. There we go. So what I'm using right now are the Fibonacci cycles, which shows you highs and lows of each cycle. Right now, you see we hit that green bottom. Usually that blue top is where we get stopped out at. We break that blue top. Um, let me see. The red top is around 16. That overall blue top, though, up here around $27,000. For anyone that's talked to me in the last couple of days, I already showed my sentiment as far as um, what me and my group of um, or the unit that I'm involved with as far as, you know, it's only about four of us, but we all take shifts watching the market and we all compare charts. And one of the individuals, in fact, the individual that told us, um, everyone in the group, we were going to 12,000 in 2017 before we were even at 5,000 is an individual that allowed us to start understanding how to use the Fibonacci cycles. And he's the one that brought to our attention that the blue fib was up here around 27, 28,000. So that's the overall ceiling that we can look at Bitcoin to possibly make. Um, right now, we're still in this cycle. And as you can see, we're hitting that blue fib. And what, what we need to do, in fact, we, we almost, if we, if we can break through that blue Fibonacci uh, cycle line, let me see, where's that next green line? Your next resistance is at 9,000, we'll say 9,000. It's like 98, damn it, $10,000. But we'll just say $9,000. That's what that next. That's what that next fib level is. In fact, you might as well say ten thousand. Ironically enough, <laughs> ain't it? So um, let me see. Sunday's rally came amid anticipation of announcement at a high-profile industry event in New York. Says Charles Hayter, CEO of digital currency comparison site CryptoCompare. We are seeing very large trade numbers at four million per hour, which is four times the normal volume with people buying on momentum. He said in a note. Bitcoin hasn't been without its critics, though. Notably, people in finance, including J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon, who I give two crocs about what he has to say, and Nobel-winning economist Joseph Stiglitz have bashed the digital asset, with the former calling Bitcoin a fraud and the latter saying cryptocurrency should be shut down. Um, Such detractors say Bitcoin isn't viable as a financial instrument, and yet here it is being used as a financial instrument, because it's high volatility and has been known to be used for illicit activities like money laundering. So let me ask you this. Before Bitcoin came around, which has only been around for 10 years, the Money Laundering Act has been around. Let's see. Let's see. They're saying, they're saying this is the problem with Bitcoin, right? 
The Money Laundering Act Control of 1986. So they must have had a problem going on around back in 1986. I think I was only about two years old. But they must have had a problem back then. I don't think it was any Bitcoin. Hell, I don't think there was any cryptocurrency. But the United States. The United States. Once again, not the United States of America, but the United States Corporation. Decided to put an act in for money laundering when there was no cryptocurrency anywhere around. But yet and still, they say that it's been known to be used for illicit activities like money laundering. Hmm. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit and fud to me. On the other hand, the cryptocurrency is held by advocates as a decentralized means of exchange that doesn't require government insight. Boom. And this one, this one line right here sums... In fact, man, I wish I could go back over that other story. This one line right here sums it all up. There's also been a source of uncertainty for the space as authorities around the world scramble to find out how to regulate the industry. Once again, family, the proof is in the pudding. You got to read what they're saying, not saying. Whereas they're telling you they this is... This technology is something that we didn't, essentially what they're saying, we didn't create it. So we got to find laws to regulate you guys, not regulate the cryptocurrency because they're not regulating something that's inanimate and it's not going to follow what the hell they tell it to do. This is one thing we really got to understand. Laws, no, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency will not change for the laws. The law is forcing man, no, crypto is forcing man to amend the laws to fit cryptocurrency. This is what we're seeing right now, family. They're trying to figure out well, what the hell can we write that goes along with how it works that'll make us or give us control of how the people operate with it. You understand what I mean? That's what you're seeing right now. That's what you're seeing right now. Um, segueing into the next story uh, from Crypto Winner to DeFi, a year of loss and opportunity. For anyone um, that likes the information that I'm bringing, if you like the way that I'm bringing it, Please hit the like in or love button. Hit the sub button. Hit the notification bell for those on YouTube. And also, family, if I can get some assistance in sharing this video out, if you could, please help and assist me in sharing this video out. Um, I got some good memory. I don't, yep, I don't know what you're talking about, but yep. The market has a new narrative. I got a question for me and someone else. Would it be wise to invest more Bitcoin now or should we wait until a better opportunity? My first reaction is to wait, but it's booming right now. Now, see, this is the thing that I constantly talk about. Why do we wait until this shit is up seven damn near $8,000? Come on, family. Not speaking to you exactly, uh, Brother Sloan, but come on, family. We just, I'm telling you, people do not want to buy shit until it's smack dab in their face and everything is really where you're supposed to be selling it at not where you're supposed to be buying it at the name of the game is to buy red and sell green not buy green in hopes to still sell green it's not going to work like that can you get lucky yeah hell anyone that bought bitcoin at six thousand is lucky right now anyone that bought it at seven thousand is lucky right now you understand what i mean oh about the laws right 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 um i mean i'm not a financial advisor I can't tell. I, I, me, I don't tell nobody to buy at the top. Now, if we look at the top being 10000 and 27 and 28000 then you're not at the top. But me saying that, man, Bitcoin would be a good buy right now, no, I'm going to tell you what I told y'all a while ago. Bitcoin was a damn good buy when it was between 3000 and $4,000. I told y'all, y'all need to be accumulating the hell out of this thing. Everyone's like, oh, well, I'm going to wait to go down some more. And I'm like, man, Bitcoin was just $20,000 goddamn dollars. Are people scared to buy it at 3000 bucks. Like, man, it's, it's crazy. Real crazy. But, um, let me see. See if we got any other questions or comments over here on the other side. Grand Rising, Miss Creed, Miss Townsend, Brother Joshua, Miss Brown, Brother Vincent, Brother Reynolds, Brother Polo, Brother Hill. Grand Rising, everybody, how we doing out there? But, um, yeah, me personally, I couldn't tell someone to buy in right now at $7,300. $7,400, wherever we're at. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 man, nope, not me. I couldn't do it. That's, that's too high. But I will say this. It, 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 it's a lot of factors that go into should I buy now or shouldn't I buy now. It's a great number of factors that go into that. Um, Let me see. Checking a couple of my positions before we uh, continue on. 
Just checking a couple of my positions before we continue on. Bitcoin Cash ABC up to 367. Okay. All right. Um, next story coming in from Crypto Winner to DeFi, Year of Loss of Opportunity. Uh, Michael J. Casey is the chairman of CoinDesk Advisory Board and a senior advisor for blockchain research at MIT's Digital Currency Initiative. The following article originally appeared in Consensus Magazine, a custom curated magazine delivered exclusively to Consensus 2019. And let me stop before I go along because that, that, that question is bothering me about, you know, people wanting to buy at the top. This is exactly what I've seen back in 2017. For anyone who's been following me, well, I don't think anyone's been following me since that long, since it was like 2000, 3000, maybe. But, um, I, mean, I, I, I was trying to get people, especially within my communities, to, man, just, just take a look at this stuff. Please invest in this stuff. This was around 2000, 3000, 4000. And I, you know, I used to jokingly say before we ever hit those marks that, man, ain't none of y'all going to care about this stuff until we hit damn near $10,000, right? So 2000, 3000, 4000, 5000, 6000, 7000, 8000, 9000. And you can see every time we hit one of those $1000 marks, if you go back and look at my bit my uh my Instagram, my uh Facebook, you'll see that we damn near celebrated every time we hit one of those marks cuz it was the first time for us. You know what I mean? I mean, the first time Bitcoin ever ever hitting 5000. Man, and what happened was at that time, Jamie Dimon came out, said Bitcoin was bullshit, and Bitcoin dropped down to 2500 After that, we kept rising. You know what I mean? And, and note that when it dropped down to $2,000 or $2,500, J.P. Morgan was one of the biggest um, consumers of Bitcoin. You can go back and read the stories on that. But um, same thing. People did not start reaching out to me and asking me about Bitcoin until we hit $10,000. $15,000. And the reason behind that is because more so that y'all already know, I, I tell y'all comprehension over, over, um, comprehension over compensation. Meaning you want to understand what this shit is just versus you want to get in here and to make money. And the majority of individuals that look at cryptocurrency, look at Bitcoin, they're only looking at it through the eyes um, of greed. You understand what I mean? They're not, they don't care about Bitcoin. They don't care about Ethereum. They don't care about Ripple, none of that shit. They see prices going up, so hey, should I buy this because I want to make some money? And that's the main thing. That's the main individual on the outside looking in is going to want to do. And that's the reason that they get wrecked. For anyone watching, that's the reason you get wrecked. Because you only buy when everything is green and everything is going up in your hopes to make money. Because you're not understanding, number one, the, fluctuate, fluctu the fluctuation, the volatility of the market. Why it's fluctuating? Why it's volatility? You got individuals that want to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum and all this and don't even know how to read a candlestick. Don't know what a candlestick is, but want to buy an asset. We have to start understanding that you want to know exactly what you're doing out here in life. Not just in this, in all aspects of life. When you really start peeling back the, 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 the smoke screen, it's a lot of shit we don't understand and comprehend in our daily life. The average individual doesn't understand when you go to the store to what you think is purchase an item, be it furniture, clothes, food, what you're really doing is borrowing an item or, be, or you're being allowed to benefit from that item. Number one, you're not buying it. How is that? Because you're using a debt note. And I'm just going to give you all a real quick example of how we don't understand shit sometimes and we think that we do. When you go to a store, I don't care what you're purchasing. When you use cash, you're using a debt note. A debt note is essentially a promissory note. There's two signatures on the money. One from the Secretary of State, no, Secretary of the Treasury, and one from the Treasury, Treasurer of State, if I'm not mistaken. I ain't got no fiat, so I can't look. But if you look at it, it's two signatures. Those two signatures are promises to pay. So that's a promissory note that you're giving off, a debt note. So when you go to, quote, unquote, pay for anything, what you're doing is discharging the offsetting the debt. You're not paying for anything. You're being allowed to be the benefit of it. So whether it's a vehicle um, a house, anything, you're only being allowed to benefit to you utilize said um, product. You don't own it. You don't even have any proof of ownership. Even for a vehicle, what you have is a certificate of title. It's not the actual title. It tells you right on the top of it. It is a certificate of the title. So all you got is a certificate. In fact, real interesting, for anyone that watched the, Vlad, the uh, Vlad interview over the last couple of days with the whole shit going on with Dr. Seavey, how he said Dr. Seavey doesn't have any degrees, he doesn't have, all he has is a certificate of healing, and he called it bullshit. What do you think that certificate of title that you have is? It's bullshit. You don't own the vehicle. The state owns the vehicle. They have the manufacturer's certificate of ownership. What you are are the beneficiary that is allowed to travel in the vehicle, but that's why at any time, for any type of infraction of the statute that they've written in, they can come and take the vehicle, impound the vehicle, and make you give them debt notes to give the vehicle back because they own the vehicle you're only allowed to ride in it that's just one example of how people operate every day in the world and we don't know understand 
what the hell we're doing. Same thing in cryptocurrency. People come over here, want to get into the space, don't understand shit, just want to get in because everything's green. Oh, I heard... I, me, I would never come in knowing what I know and buy Bitcoin at 7,300. My first time, never bought it. Just me. Just me. Anybody else? I can't speak for anybody else. Everyone's lifestyle is different. If you just got a job and you get constant paychecks, I'm, I don't know. I ain't even going to put that out there and say dollar cost average because we should have been doing it over the last couple of months. But, um, man, family... I, I couldn't tell no one to buy in right. If they never bought it, I mean, grab $10, 20 bucks, see what it does. You know what I mean? As, as a full investment, I, I say get, tell them to comprehend it. Comprehend it. That's all I can say. That's what I'm going to tell anybody and everybody coming to me. Man, what should I, uh, for a newbie, comprehend this stuff. Don't just buy anything. Can you? I mean, go on Cash App, spend $10, see what it does. But don't, it's tax season. Don't come over here with two, three thousand dollars. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm gonna buy a whole Bitcoin. You don't know nothing about Bitcoin, cause I'm gonna tell you what happens. You buy Bitcoin. You don't know what's going on, right? Bitcoin goes down a little bit. You get scared. You've lost a little bit of money. It goes back up. You thinking it's gonna go, keep going up. You buy it back in. It goes down a little bit because you bought back in after it pumped. You get scared. You sell. There goes a little more of your profit. It starts going up. Now you take the little bit of profit. You don't even have as much as you started with in the beginning because you've been selling it off because you don't understand volatility or fluctuation. You buy it again. It goes down some more. You get scared. You sell it. It starts going up. You go buy it again. You understand what you're doing? You're jagging yourself and you're cutting off. You're, you're, you're chipping away at your profit bit by bit by bit because you don't understand this thing. And you're scared of losing all your money. Right? Simple comprehension. That's all I ask for anybody just coming into this space. Just understand what we're doing. Uh, let me come over here and see. Uh, let me see what I got going on over here in the chat. When I be talking, you know, I'm trying to flip a few dollars today. Peace King, financial intelligence, the market, interesting point. I got Bitcoin. I want more. Sloan states mining now is only good if the price. Truth going in. Study to show yourself approved. Um, Sloan, I mean, it's not too late to buy. Bitcoin is the king. It will stay longer than any other altcoin. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, like I say, Bitcoin, when we look at the long term, you definitely want to have Bitcoin as part of your portfolio. This is another thing we got to comprehend, family. I'm looking at this through the eyes of a trader. I'm a hustler. I get in and I get out every single day. So if you're looking at it through the eyes of an investor, you'll look at it totally different than you would through the eyes of a trader. You understand what I mean? Is, candle, is candlestick graph the primary type of graph that one needs to learn in crypto? Uh, basically, that's what damn near everyone uses is the candlestick graph. I can show you a couple of different ones. Um, now, if you want to grow your Bitcoin account, brother... Uh, Brother Sloan, you can also trade altcoins against Bitcoin versus, well, let me not say because everyone doesn't trade. Um, if, you got constant, if you got a constant flow of money coming in and you have money that you can spend, I mean, you, of course, you can just buy Bitcoin bit by bit by bit. But um, me just telling anyone like, yeah, right now would be a, a good time to buy Bitcoin, I would never do that. My, the good time to buy Bitcoin when it was, I mean, just last week. That was a good time to buy Bitcoin. Now, if we look next week and Bitcoin's $10,000, then you're like, damn, he said $7,000 was not a bit. No, nah, it was not a good price to buy compared to last week. You see what I mean? But, um, you know, always just do your due diligence. That's what I can tell individuals. Do your due diligence. Do your research. Um, there's so many platforms out here, Bybit, who I've been telling individuals about, where you can grow your Bitcoin, Bitcoin excuse me, Ethereum, EOS, and Ripple because your contracts which is what you're buying over there, get paid out in cryptocurrency. It doesn't get paid out in United States dollars. So when we had one individual asking about the ch charts. Um, this right here is a, a candlestick graph. Let me get rid of some of this. This right here is your basic candle, candlestick graph with your volume bars at the bottom, but we'll get rid of that real quick. So these are candlesticks. Candlesticks represent price action in a certain specific time frame. Right now, we're looking at a day chart. So each one of these candlesticks represent a, spe a specific time fraction or a specific, a specific time, um, a specific price action, excuse me, within a certain time frame. So within 24 hours on November 14th, Bitcoin opened up at $6,255. It went as high as $6,298, went as low as $5,324 and closed at $5,995. $5,595. You had a loss of $665, which was a 10.6 for two loss. 10.6% loss. Right? Over here, if we look at May 11th, you opened up at $6,338. You went as high as $7,445. Went as low as $6,330. Damn, it never even... It opened up and never touched that bottom again, family. 
Your open and your low is exactly the same. 6,338. That was a damn good day. That was the day to put 100x leverage on here. And you closed at $7,217. That was a gain of $874 for a 13.79% gain on that day. So these are candlesticks. You also have hollow candles. You also have bars, which is sort of the original when they used to draw them. You have Hakanashi, which really just shows the uh, trend that you're in. It doesn't really break it down into candlesticks. So you see downtrend, uptrend, downtrend. Um, you have the line, which I like to use at times, especially when I'm doing options trading. I like to use the line graph on, uh, even on, on Dragon X, that is, on the minute chart. I use the line graph. Even on the, even on the, the day chart, sometimes you can use the line graph. Line graph is very, very, um, let me see. Let's do this real quick. Oh, hold on, let's see. Okay, so yeah, we still, we still even got this here. So you can see it even on the line graph. Hold on. Right? And then you just switch it out. Let's go to Hakanashi. You see? Came down and just touched that 618, man. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful move. Um, but yeah. Let me get on with the story. Uh, whatever transpires, in fact, let me make sure there's no comments and questions real quick. Make sure there's no more comments and questions. Know what you get involved with. You must understand what you get involved with. Facts. Definitely. You definitely want to know exactly what you're getting involved with. Um, let me see what we got over here on the Facebook side. Make sure there's no questions and comments before we proceed. Finally, also let me know if I'm clear. Let me know if it's choppy. Let me know if you can see the screen right now. Um, for some reason, Facebook's not even popping up for me, so I don't even know if I'm live over there anymore. But, um... I guess I'll proceed with the story. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Facebook. Hopefully they're still with us. Um, whatever transpires at this year's consensus conference, it's safe to say it will be nothing like last year's. And we're reading the from crypto, I mean from winter to DeFi, decentralized finance. Um, in May 2018, a number of crypto millionaires chose consensus and New York blockchain week to show the fruits they taken from a crazy price bubble that ended four months earlier. Though they represented a small minority of attendees, those their ostentatious displays of Lamborghinis, outlandish, and descendant, de uh, decadent all-night boat parties had an outsized influence on how observers perceived the tone of the event. I, for one, am relieved that this year's conference will surely be a more subdued affair. It means we can discuss protocol developments, new applications, business models, and regulatory actions in a setting that lets the mainstream media focus on the topic at hand without falling for their voyeuristic distractions of a housewives of crypto show playing in the wings. Meaning that last year, well, no. Um, yeah, last year, 2018, what you had was a bunch of individuals flaunting the money they made from 2017. So it wasn't much of a conference. More so it was a showboating show where people got, you know what I mean, like a, a, a runway. Um, this year they wanted to be more serious. serious let's get to some actual meat and potatoes. In fact, we used the past two consensus events as booked for a 12-month review. We look back at... We look back on the past year, dubbed by many as the crypto winner, and satisfying concluded, conclude that it also included some impressive progress in blockchain evolution. The post-bubble mantra was build, huh? build not hodl, but it seems this call to arms was taken serious by builders in the crypto community. A year that marked the 10-year anniversary of the launch of Bitcoin was, an exciting, was as exciting as any other in the short but action-packed world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. Learning from mistakes. Hold on. Okay. This is not to say it wasn't a tough year. As Bitcoin price collapsed from its loyalty peak of 19783 in December of 2017 to a low of 3122 a year later, as Ether retraced 94% peak to tough, and as countless ERC-20 tokens that were issued in the prior two years plunged to nearly worth worthlessness, the crypto community came under a barrage of criticism. Some of it was justified. One research paper suggested that more than two-thirds of initial coin offerings or ICOs were scams. But at times, the mainstream criticism during the downturn was, an extreme, was as extreme as the crypto hype had been during the bubble period. 
The economist Norio Rubini made an art form out of his profanity-laced attacks on all things and all people associated with the sector. Sadly, headlines around both ICOs and poorly managed cryptocurrency exchanges last year often reinforced this too common misconception of the technology and its advocate as farce. In November, the SEC fined boxer Floyd Mayweather and DJ Khaled for not disclosing that they've been paid to promote an ICO by a company called Centra Tech, whose founders were indicted for fraud. Throughout the year, questions were constantly raised about whether Tether, the stablecoin, and you want to be real careful with the stablecoins that you use. Um, what did I leave out? Oh, the Tether, the stablecoin used by numerous exchanges to manage their crypto and fiat flows was sufficiently backed by reserves to sustain its one-to-one peg to the dollar. And later in 2018, the collapse of Canadian exchange Quadric CX, which lost $190 million of customer funds after its founder, Gerard Cotton, died in India, spawned a cottage industry of conspiracy theories on Twitter and Reddit. But there was a silver lining to these failures. They encouraged developers to devise solutions to them. Most importantly, one of the industry's most nagging problems is on the verge of being solved. The risk of relying on third-party custodians to carry out asset exchanges. In 2018, the first decentralized exchanges, or DEXs, emerged based on atomic swap technology, which I love utilizing the uh, Trust Wallet, um, which uses smart contracts and multi-signature or multi-sig technologies to enable seamless peer-to-peer asset exchanges without any one party having control of both assets at any time. Binance, the new king of crypto exchanges, is now, is now testing a decentralized version of itself. Which means that uh, for anyone that's utilized the Binance DEX, um, you already know it's just a decentralized version of the Binance exchange market. Though Binance coin is going to be the native token numero uno over there. Meanwhile, Boston startup Arwin announced in January that this technology will enable traders to use regular centralized exchanges to find buyers or sellers for their crypto Hmm, that was strange. Uh, just threw me off. For the crypto assets while maintaining full control over their private keys. Similar technologies also underpin the Cosmos project, which launched its system for decentralized cross-chain exchanges of digital assets in March. Hold on, it says that we're not responding here. Let me see what's going on. Let me close some of this down real quick. I don't know if it's even if it's choppy. Give me one second, family. Uh man, I got too much stuff. I got about four exchanges open, so it's probably making it run slow. And then I got the uh trading view over open here. I got coin three sixty. So it's probably got a lot of things running slow right now. Um, let me try to close some of this up. Let me see. Let me know if I'm choppy at all, family. Also, let me know if y'all can hear me. Let me know if it's choppy. Let me know how it's coming through on y'all end before I proceed. I hate to go through like 10 minutes and it just chopped up the whole 10 minutes. Because it's saying Google Chrome not responding right now. So I need y'all, I need, I need the viewers to let me know if y'all can hear me at all. Please let me know if y'all can hear me before I proceed. Oh, man. New Money Matrix podcast. We having difficulties over here, so I do apologize for the listener that's listening in right now. Everything may have just froze up. Let's see. Okay, see, nah, they're saying I'm good on YouTube. Okay, you say I'm good on Facebook, uh, Brother Cruz? 
Oh, well, I must be good on YouTube if you come over here and saying that also. Okay, bet, bet, bet. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was good for our, um, I didn't know what was going on, actually. So, everyone says that we back up and running. All right. So, um, what do we leave off at? Let me see. Uh, similar technologies also underpin the Cosmos project, which is Atom, which launched a system for decentralized cross-chain exchanges of digital assets in March. Along with alternatives um, such as Polkadot and Ripple's Interledger, Cosmos promises deeper pools of liquidity and scalability as it achieves interoperability across different blockchain ecosystems. Let me break that shit down real quick, because I'll be understanding. They be writing these, these, these articles, and, and the average ain't going to understand nothing that was being said. Or maybe I need to start putting this off in my own words. Um, so basically Cosmo says they're going to have a lot of money over there. That's what liquidity means. We'll have a lot of money over here and it'll be quick. Um, and the operation, it should be user friendly, user easy. Um, with tokenization innovators seemingly unfazed by the ICO flame out of past year, saw a flurry of new methods for creating new representations of value to move across these decentralized systems. Once again, more new representations of value. That's key right there. That one term. Because everything is just a representation of what it should be. It's not actually is. Just like your money. You look at the, you look at the dollar like a representation of wealth or a representation of value. And at, in all actuality, the dollar is just a means of exchange. There's no value in a dollar whatsoever. It is only a means of exchange for the bookkeeping that is done. I bet, man, y'all should go back and look at the last video I dropped. No, about two videos ago with Pastor Tony King talking about the... Um, your overdraft and the checks and balances. And then you should go over and look at the House Judiciary Committee um, recording that I did that was just released probably about a week ago where he says that, you know, the current president of the United States is threatening our system of checks and balances and limited government. You need to go figure out what checks and balances is and look up limited government. But um, it goes on to say, Consider the surging interest in non-fungible tokens. Unlike, say, a Bitcoin or a dollar, which is fungible or perfectly sustainable for any other Bitcoin or dollar, each NFT is unique. It means that for the first time, we have a collection, probably scarce thing of digital value, made popular by the 2017 launch of CryptoKitties, a series of breeding, collectible, colorful cats built on the ERC-721 uh, ERC standard. NFTs hit their stride last year as businesses such as gaming companies saw opportunities for trading virtual goods online. Family, this is where it's going. You're going to be tradable. Well, we're already... <laughs> ha, 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 funny. We're already tradable. That's, that's, that's serious. Um, damn, that's serious. MLB Champions, for example, launched a game with Major League Baseball licensed collectible digital figurines. I, I'm, the, I'm one of the first ones to put that, bit, that information out there. Facts. About the um, Major League Baseball. Remember they were giving the uh, cards away or they were giving the uh, free figurines away at one of the baseball games? This is like almost a year ago, I think. Um, there's also some innovative uses of NFTs for charity, for rewarding environmental actions, and as loyalty points. Later in the year, cryptocurrency's founder Dapper Labs tapped $15 million in funding from VCs, which are venture capitals, including Anderson Harowitz and Vinrock. There was another three-term acronym. STO, security token offerings. With the SEC determining that for most, if not all, ICOs were unregistered securities, a lot of the fundraising efforts gravitated to STOs. These deliberately self-identified as securities subject to regulatory control, which meant they can't be sold to the general public without meeting the SEC's various reporting and other requirements. STOs don't make the same revolutionary claims as the SEI Booms utility token. Um, per viewers, that their tokens aren't an investment, but kind of a pre-sold fuel that organically regulates a decentralized network. The SEC wasn't convinced. It argued that pretty much all ICOs were securities, at least at the moment of sale. There is no such fancy crypto economics behind STOs. Nonetheless, they have the capacity to significantly disrupt capital markets. STOs armed with smart contracts could facilitate automatic, full reconciled updates of share registries in both primary and secondary markets. This could render traditional book runners such as underwriters obsolete and allow users to fractionalize ownership of the asset to tiny stakes. That means, and I've given you guys this example of many a time, 
$10 million property, 1,000 tokens, $10,000 tokens. He just took a $10 million property and made it, broke it down into 10,000 separate investments worth, no, 1,000 separate investments worth $10,000 each. Now, what does that do for the smaller investor? Well, me and, say, five of my friends can each put up $2,000 each and go get one of these $10,000 coins. That if the $10 million property goes up, so does our, our uh, value of the coin, meaning so does the amount of investment that we have in it. You see how, how that space is open to uh, when you really understand it? Um, to some crypto enthusiasts, I don't see what it's got to do with DeFi. There we go. I'm, all that other stuff I ain't really care about. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, the past year was also the year of stablecoin, where digital tokens are offered by an entity that pegs their value to some other asset, typically dollars, which are debt notes. Um, there was a crying need for cryptocurrency exchange to use an alternative to Tether. But more importantly, many see trusted stablecoins as the missing piece for enterprise blockchain applications that use fiat currency mediums of exchange such as in supply chain management. Um, these innovations could add a real-time volatility-free payment rail to systems that until now relied on the friction-filled bank system that settled for settling cash transfers. Last year, Gemini, Paxos, a venture-backed startup called Trust Token, and a consortium funded by Circle and Coinbase all launched stablecoins that back every token issue with a dollar stored in reserves. So they say. Each submitted to being heavily regulated and argued that because the funds are stored inside backs insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance or the FDIC Corporation, I wonder how much they're insuring, though. Users have peace of mind that the tokens can be redeemed and, by extension, that their one-to-one -one peg will hold. Trading in these stablecoins is growing rapidly, but they may face competition from alternatives backed by corporations that leverage giant user bases to create network effects. JP Morgan's JPM coin, for example, as well as a widely anticipated offering from Facebook. For crypto purists who point to persistent cries in the banking system as a reminder of the risk of third-party backers, these reserve systems are flawed. Pay attention. The alternative, some argue, is for algorithmic stablecoins. This is not easy to achieve, partly because hackers could build competing, um, competing algorithms to put algorithmic stablecoin smart contracts under stress. Nonetheless, a number of complex math solutions are giving it a shot. One early offering ba uh, basis banded one early offering basis disbanded in December as its model, which influenced the automated the automatic issuance of interest-bearing bonds to regulate monetary supply faced insurmountable, insurmountable regulatory hurdles. But one that has caught everyone's attention, dum, 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 the one I tell all y'all about, die. The stablecoin at heart of the MakerDAO, the Ethereum-based cryptocurrency credit project. MakerDAO is more than a stablecoin project. It's generating crypto collateralized, crypto collateralized loans and has given rise to the fascinating new world of decentralized finance, or DeFi. Along with the staking as a service in which custodians essentially pay their clients' interest on coins that are used to seek block rewards in the validation of proof-of-stake blockchains, DeFi is giving shape to an uncharted system of new money creation on top of base cryptocurrency infrastructure. It portends, it portends, wait, what? Portends? Portends. Hmm. It portends huge potential for, for frictionless financial access, as well as undeniable risk, with parallels being drawn in systematic crisis, to systematic crisis in traditional finance. We know, we knows, who knows where it all goes. Either way, it will no doubt provide fodder for the 2020 consensus year in review. So yeah, DeFi, definitely the space that I'm heavily invested in. Um, for anyone that is looking to evolve, and actually go up to that next level within this new money matrix, you should get into DeFi. If, you, if, you're, not, if you're not into DeFi, you're not even living this life. You're not even living decentralized. You're just, you're just really trading cryptocurrencies. Until you really get into this space and get into the, DeSci, the decentralized financing of, of the way you live, man, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. From banks to loans to lending to borrowing to it's a, it's a, a, a huge space huge um last but not least let me see where we're at right now i may be i may be done recording let me see new money matrix podcast where we at 
50 minutes. All right. Post hack, Binance plans to reopen withdrawals and deposits tomorrow. Very good news. Um, Chainpeng Zhao, CEO of major cryptocurrency exchange Binance, has announced that the platform. Um, hold on. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Just make sure I'm good everywhere. All right. Um, as reported, Binance has suspended deposits and withdrawals as it worked to rehaul the security system in the aftermath of a major hack on May 7th, which resulted in the theft of around 7,070 Bitcoin BTC from the exchange's hot wallets worth over 40 million at the time. Real odd, man. It's strange. I don't know if anyone ever paid attention how the number 7 and 4 correlate. Start paying attention. You're going to see 7 follows 4 and 4 follows 7. Um, uh, almost oddly enough, y'all know I'm in the numerology metaphysics. Both four and seven are part of my um, birth numbers. Um, in my native chart, seven constantly pops up. Meaning, uh, Native American is my great great grandmother was Cherokee. Um, interesting when I see it anywhere else. May seventh, also the t the attack happened on May seventh. 7, 14, 21, 21 is 3, 4, 44. In the latest update, the CEO kept details of the exchange team's post-hack action scarce, telling the public he would reveal more information once the platform had fully resumed all of its operations. He thus briefly outlined that our team is making progress and has been working through the weekend. In the past year's days, we have some significant overhauls for our system, with a large number of advanced security features added and are completely re-architect uh, completely re-architect, re-architected. Hmm. We will share details on some of the ch changes later. This update represents the third official response from the exchange CEO since the incident took place. The first being a post-hack live "Ask Me Anything," and the second being a short outline of measures being undertaken to mitigate the chances of future security breaches. From Binance's disclosure so far, it is known that the hack was reportedly premeditated and conducted by a range of tactics that including phishing and viruses to obtain a large number of 2FA codes and API keys. Mm. The incident also sparked a further controversy when CZ publicly revealed he had considered and rejected the idea of responding to the hack with a continuous a contentious Bitcoin blockchain reorg approach, i.e. taking steps to incentivize miners to form a consensus to wield 51% of the network's hashing power to reorganize the blockchain's transactions after the loss. I think he was seeing how much power he had, actually. I think he was testing something. In response to fervent community criticism, the CEO chose not to attempt the strategy, whose feasibility was in any case doubtful, according to some opinions. Citing the likely reputational damage to Bitcoin and threat to its immu immutability and decentralized principles. To press time, Binance is ranked the fourth largest exchange globally, seeing a 24% decline in daily trade volumes over the last 24 hours. Following a week of multi-month price highs, Bitcoin is trading at 43% down on the day, but remains above 7,000 mark at 7,058, which we're not even there anymore, to press time according to CoinMarketCap. Family, that is your first half. Of coffee and crypto with the Bitcoin block bully, where we, you know, went through the news, checked out what was going on in the space. Um, speak more on DeFi, please, and thank you in advance. I got, I got, I got, uh, I got, man, like three or four podcasts you can listen in on DeFi. I got a couple of uh, videos. Um, if you're interested, in fact, um, what I'll do, actually, yeah, this is what I'll do real quick. I'll post the link in the chat. Um, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to end New Money Matrix podcast, come back in so I can start recording again. All right, fam, we'll be right back. Um, time for the top 20 countdown. Right now, we got a $219,122,722,949. We got a 24-hour volume of $30 billion. $354,645,169. BTC dominance right now is at a 59.84%. Coming in number one, we got Big Bank Hank. Bitcoin trading at $3,800. No, $7,386, up 4.5% within the last 24.8% within the last hour. Coming in at now, if you're using 100x leverage, that's 0.8. Is that 8%? 
8% profit you just seen. Coming in number two, we got Ethereum coming in at $192, up 2.6% within the last 24.7% within the last hour. Coming in number three, we got Ripple trading at $0.32, cent, up 2.8% within the last 24.4% within the last hour. Coming in number four, you got Bitcoin Cash up 3.3% within the last 24.5% within the last hour. Coming in number five, you got Litecoin trading at 0.4% within the last 24.5% within the last hour. Um, trading at $87.54, excuse me. Coming in number nine, you got EOS at $5.46, up 1.2% within the last 24.2% within the last hour. Any and everybody that's trading on the DragonX exchange market is dealing with EOS. You should be up, up, up so much in your portfolio right now. Coming in number seven, we got Binance Coin trading at $22.92, up 10.6% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number eight, we got Tether, the uh, United States... The cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar right now is 98 cent, down 1.5% within the last 24. Coming in number 9, you got Stellar trading at 10 cent, up 1.8% within the last 24. Coming in number 10, you got Cardano trading at 7 cent, up 3.9% within the last 24, 0.5% within the last hour. Coming in number 11, you got Tron trading at 2 cent, up 3.08% within the last 24. Coming in number 12, you got Monero trading at $77.77, up 5.6% within the last 24, 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in number 13, you got Dash trading at $129.13, up 8.8% within the last 24 coming in number 14 you got bitcoin sv trading at 58 dollars and seven cent down 0.9 percent within the last 24 hours coming in number 15 five and one is six cosmos adam Six six six. Uh, Cosmos coming in at four dollars, up four point two percent within the last twenty four. Coming in number sixteen, you got IOTA trading at thirty one cent, up four point eight percent within the last twenty four. Coming in number seventeen, you got Tezos trading at a dollar twenty nine, down point two percent within the last twenty four. Coming in number eighteen, you got Ethereum Classic, which they just added. Oh, that's nothing. I got to do another update video on um on uh on Dragon X. They just added Ethereum Classic and Qtum to the leverage trading over there. Like they they going crazy over there on Dragon X. People sleep. Boy, that's going to be one of the top exchange markets. Watch what I tell y'all. Uh coming in number 19, we got Neo trading at $9.67 up 3.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number 20, we got Ontology trading at $5.32. Um no. Ontology trading at $1.22, up 5.32% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number 21, we got Maker trading at $580, up 1.3% within the last... Oh, that's number 21. Well, that's top 20 coins. Um, Let's see. A couple coins. Let me see what DGD doing right now. Let's look at Digix Dow. Let's see what Digix Dow was doing for us. Let's see what it's done over the last 37, 24 hours. So Digix Dow right now in fiat has brought you back in the last 30 days 87% gains. Way more gains in fiat than you're seeing in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Way more gains in fiat than you're seeing in Bitcoin and Ethereum. 30 days, family, for an 87% return on your money on something that I've been telling you to get since it was about 15... Yep, 87% gains. Very nice on digits, Dow. Very nice. Now let's go take a look at the biggest gainers and the biggest losers in the market. BNB from four bucks to twenty plus in less than four months. Facts. I'm talking about ridiculous, man. Ridiculous, bro. Took off like serious. Um, let's see. Oh, you still can't log in. I mean, you, 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 Miss Dave, you got to tell me what it's saying when you try to log in. When you try to log in, it's either gonna tell you you got the wrong password. You have the wrong email. It's going to tell you. It's just not saying nothing. That's why I, I, couldn't, I can't help you unless I'm giving the right amount of information to help you. You got to let me know exactly what it's saying when you try to log in. Not it doesn't say anything because it has to say something. See, that, that's where you got to start. What is it telling you that is not right when you try to log in? What is it telling you that's not right when you try to log in? Try to answer that um, while we look at the biggest gainers. And I try to help you right now live on the show. But yeah, I gotta know exactly what it's saying. It can't. You just can't be like, oh, it's not saying nothing. It's gonna say something is incorrect. It's not allowing you to log in. Whether it's a two-factor authenticator, you know what I mean. It's gonna be something that it says, some type of um, indicator of why it's not allowing you to get in there. Uh, what are we looking at? Let's look at the top twenty-four. All right. So biggest losers right now. Pay attention. These are your biggest losers: Bitcoin Gold, Digits Dow, Sand, Revain, uh, Mixin. Engine coin, Dent, Raven coin, Augur, Aurora, which is AOA, Maximine, Hash Share, Zillica, 
Dogecoin, Tezos, and Crow, which is Crypto.com. Family, that is only from 0.1 to 3% losses. There's not a lot of losses out here right now. Now, on the game, let's see who's up. We got IX, IXEC, RLC, up 22%. We got Walton Chain, up 17%. BitTorrent, up 14%. Binance, up 10%. Digibyte, up 10%. Theta, up 9%. Dash, up 8%. VeChain, up 8%. Arc, up 7%. Decentraland, up 6%. Pundi, up 5%. Bitum, up 5%. Monero, up 5%. Elastos, up 5%. Cosmos up 4.86% in growing. Lisk, Art Block, 4.78% gains in the last 24 hours, though we're having a 9.9% pullback right now. Art Block and Atom, you can both trade with leverage on the uh, Dragon X exchange market. Um, let me see. In closing, family, do we have any questions or comments? That is the last. This is the end of the uh, Coffee and Crypto show, family. Let me know if we got any comments or questions real quick. Any comments or questions? Before I end the show, from either YouTube or Facebook, any comments or questions before I end the show? Let me know. Let me know if we got any questions. <sighs> if not, I'm definitely about to fill my stomach up. I guess that's it. With that being said, family, we're going to go ahead and end this. Um, yep. No questions, no comments. Until the next video, this is the Mayor of Chicago Crypto Hustler, Bitcoin Block Bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.